Hello. Hello. Industry. 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 Hello and welcome to Industry Tactics. I'm your host, Friendly Rich, and today on the podcast, my dear friend Nate Mills from Run with the Kittens, an amazing band. I met Nate at the Cameron House in the back room tied together from that amazing venue you know and uh, it must have been at least 15 years ago this is a chat we had we get into it we talk about his hometown Aurelia Uh, we talk about Terry Brown how he met the producer from Rush and Terry uh, dug their music run with the kittens and produced a, a, a record or two very exciting conversation I had with Nate Mills, sit back. He calls it Tangent City. Don't believe him. It was a beautiful chat. We went all over the map, and you're going to learn a lot. Dig in my chat with Run With The Kittens, Nate Mills. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. I'll I'll just let it run. I was just going to, like, when I grab my tea, I was just going to kind of, but I, I, I that's great. No, okay, you're going to make it part of the show, but I I really like that reaction uh, to the fact that, are you cold? Yeah, I've been cold all day. The whole front half of this house, for some reason, uh, I I don't know, I don't know if they insulated it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they really, so it's very, like, right about here, it starts to get cold. Okay. Okay. And again, we're not using the baseboard. Okay. Cause, right on. Because, you know. Yeah, light those fires. We're lighting fires, and I'm, I'm uh, trying to outsmart Kathleen Wynn. Yeah. He's winning. Uh, you can hear the crackle, <coughs> the crackle of those, those log uh, at home, the listener. We're going to ease into this one. This is a podcast, Industry Tactics. Welcome back to Industry Tactics with Nate Mills. He's, uh, I'll describe the scene. We're in a beautiful space. His space. It's five minutes to eight. He's he's pouring a cup of tea. Listen to this. He's emptying out the remnants. We typically do that as fans of Kathleen Wynn. And uh, and now he's coming. And now he's 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 coming over to the sofa. Nate Mills, welcome to Industry Tactics. Friendly Richard Marsalis. Oh my gosh. So when did we meet? Would it have been at the Cameron House when we were doing uh, we were doing a show there? I specifically remember you coming up to me saying you had a band. Yeah, I said that to everybody back in those days. You were working hard. 
Yeah. You had the sure. hustle. You had the hustle. I had the twinkle in my eye. Sticky the hustle. Uh, Do you remember that? You remember when we met? I remember. Just a kid with a dream. You were you were you were moving units, beer units that night. Oh, when I was working, yeah. And we might have been covering this. We might have been doing this. uh, um, um, Not so classic albums live in the back room, and you you came to me after one show. That was that. That was that. That we were just listening. That we were just listening to. Yeah, yeah. And you said something like, uh, "You got a band, run with the kittens," and boom. 20 yard later here we are i think it would have been around no it wouldn't have been 20 yard i'm 35 right now so tw- no 15, when did you start 15 doing- would have been too yeah yeah too young 15 mm. 15-ish 15 yard i didn't start working at the camera until i was maybe uh 16 okay well, <laughs> no. no come on come on stop no stop. Uh, uh when when did i work at the cameron house i don't know early 20s okay wow 21 wow so holy cow Almost fifteen years. Wow, man! And Maybe, um, something like that. and and so, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Aurelia, Ontario, Canada, outside of Rama. Outside of Rama, like Casino Rama. Outside of Casino Rama, which we uh, both learned something about Casino Rama tonight. What was that? That Rama <laughs> is not Rama is an actual place. It's not Casino Rama, like Dollarama. Right. Rama. And I, yeah, and I always knew it was Casino Rama because uh, named after the place. I had no idea that it could be perceived as Casino Rama, like deals, deals, Sunday, Sunday. So Casino, your idea to, to make it Casino Rama Rama is exciting to me. So I thought that would be funny, yeah, <laughs> if it was Casino Rama Rama. Punch but it up. I think you would only put the emphasis on the second Rama, right? And the last Rama would just because it's the name of the place. You, you did a really good job. Play it. Can you try that again? Casino Rama Rama. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what, what, it, what I do. What was it like growing up in uh, in Aurelia Town? It was really great, Rich. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. Well, it was. Uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, you had to make your own fun. Yeah, you had I to do make know your that. Own fun. There wasn't a lot of things to do. Uh-huh. Now there's a skate park there, and there's a uh, rec center, and uh, bowling alley. The bowling alley was there when we grew up, but. We never used it much, but Tyler and I, my friend who I've known dearly uh, since yeah. I was four. Whoa. And uh, so as my oldest friend, we were bored in Aurelia together. And so we started making movies and music. And How old are you when you're, when you're doing this then? You're... Like um, grade six. Wow. Yeah, so five you, or six. So you're doing that to make your own entertainment kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then we eventually like they would get a little better and a little better, and some of them were pretty good. And then we carried that on into our twenties. Then we kind of stopped for for no for no reason. Kind of happens sometimes with creative things, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, go yeah. and you go yeah. and you go, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh my god, I used to do that thing. I don't do it anymore. It's weird because I didn't I didn't like wake up one day and say I'm not I'm going to stop doing this thing. Right. It just kind of yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. That's a sad thing I find it when like a hey we used to make clay animated porno. This is a, this is a true story. <laughs> really? Yeah. You and Tyler, you no, bastards. No, you never no, no. called. You, yeah, we never called you. But when I was growing up, it was the same. We used to make clay animated porn, and hmm. it got us through high school. Like me and a bunch of buddies, we would just animate. We would just do crazy like stop motion animation when it was difficult to do. Yeah. And yeah, now that sure. stop motion, you can do it with your telephone. I ask myself, why am I not making any? clay animated porn 
anymore. Like, why am I not doing it anymore? You didn't wake you know? up one day and say, I'm going to stop doing this. Crap. It just happened. You, you, yeah, you went, you just went, woke up one day and went, wow, how did that? So is the creativity kind of um, fading in, in people? Hmm, I, as you age, does I think maybe, I think it can maybe. Or I, is it evolving? I think it, uh, well, how, how does that work? What's my perception of that? I know when you're young, you're, you've got so much energy and, and um, the creativity is just channeled through it. So it's just nuts. Yeah. Uh, and so many directions all at once, usually. Then, as you get older, things kind of like take you know they fall off the wagon. You know, yeah. The tire like this falls off, that falls off. You keep going, but things just kind of fall off, and then you only carry a few things that you're really, really you know into. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in like how you kind of develop, like how you got to uh, how you got to Toronto. Okay. How you started Run with the Kittens, that whole thing, like like mm. just meeting those guys. All right. The story is is that. Uh, I uh, got into York University in uh, 99, so in September 99. And then I met um, uh, Champagne James Robertson uh, pretty much the first night uh, that I was there. Like, uh, whoa. Went out by myself, Frosh Week, and uh, met him at a bar. And then we just, uh, he ended up crashing at my room. Uh, <coughs> sorry, in, in my room, uh, in my roommate's bed, actually, that oh, night. Oh, wow. Because uh, he wasn't there yet, my roommate. So I was like, yeah, I got a free bed, man, because he was trash. So we went back and yeah, we passed out and <laughs> my roommate show up in the morning and he's Who like, there's this, this the room reeks like booze and James and I are like, and, wow. And wow. Uh, this guy's like, oh, cool. This guy's in my bed. And so, uh, yeah, I got champagne up and he left. And then uh, I was like, well, we'll hang out more. And then I would play solo shows at the um, uh, Absinthe Pub and stuff at York. And uh, then I got, uh, I did one solo show. It's very, very rigid, very cardboard, like, much like this interview. And it, it, it wasn't very, it wasn't very comfortable. I knew I wanted to perform, but, mm-hmm. but that wasn't very comfortable. So the, the second time I did a show, I got James to play mm. the last three songs on banjo with me. And they went through the roof. So he, be, so I said, well, we're going to do everything together here. So had you been performing before? So, or was this a new, th- like, like, I had never really performed a lot of live music, okay. like in a really, uh, I, I did one, I got a couple things with high school, whatever, talent shows or something like that. But no gigs, like no going to a bar and playing a gig. I mean, I would have been too young. So when you got to York, you were just like, I'm going to take this on? Yeah, yeah. I started recording the sounds and stuff back in my mom's basement long right ago. Right on, right on. It's like you go to the Goodwill and you get like five or six cassette players and you plug them all in and they're in like a semicircle. Yeah. And each one of them has kind of like a bizarre like mixtape thing of noises that you've made. So each one's loaded with like all these different kind of mixtapes and then you sit in the center yeah. of these things with yeah. a recorder and hit record and then you start you, you hit play on these things and you kind of like move the recorder around and you get this like sound collage just garb garbage noise but okay. i i was into it at yeah. the time yeah and playing with audio and stuff just with tapes and and ghetto blasters and then you know, and then I got a Casio rap man for Christmas, and the rest, and the rest is history. So you, you've always been kind of a a messer with sound. You've always been kind of getting your hands dirty with production. I yeah, guess, I guess I days. often like wonder why I do what I do. Like, wow, you know, I, I'm I'm in music. Yeah, you know, I do. Yeah. I make commercial music for a living. Yeah, and and play music as well. Yeah. And, and 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 you know, music's just such a component 
um, but but really it parlayed it into a living. And I'm just like, hmm, how interesting, because it, it really could have gone either way. Yeah. And I've always been interested in comedy and performing outside of music and, and stuff like that, you know, drawing, all kinds of artistic yeah. things that I was into. But like I said, as you keep pushing forward, those things fall off. So, so you're at York studying... Fine Arts Cultural Studies, which is just a general arts program. Okay. And Facts, was it theater-based? Or or no, it was just uh, like a multi... Okay. Interdisciplinary, you know, gotcha, you could, gotcha. you but know, York's good for that, right? And I, yeah. I, so you could do dance, you could do yeah. sculpture, you could do uh, film, you, you could kind of take a bit of everything. I took, you know, some world music courses in mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. uh, Middle Eastern ensemble, and uh, it was me and about uh, 15 Middle Eastern kids. Wow. And uh, yeah, and uh, I was the only one willing to sing. So when we performed at the end of the year in front of parents and the, and yeah. the school and stuff. Yeah. It was just me kind of in the center of this group. And, uh, like, like, like doing this wow. while they all played uh, instruments and stuff. Wow. And wow. I, ended, I ended up getting really kind of into it and excited and was kind of really belting it. And I ended up recording like a little version of it, which I'll, 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 I can get for you. Can we play it now? It's on. It was on a four track and stuff. I have to, yeah. No, no. I mean, like we'd cut it in. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can play it now. Really? Here it is now. Yeah, it's called Yalla. This little something I call Yalla. Woo! Break it on down. That was Yella. Yeah. After that performance, I ran into Michael Coughlin, who was the music uh, oh, yeah. uh, guy at the time. Oh yeah. And he um, uh, he kind of knew uh, he would he would like nod at me and smile sometimes. And yeah. uh, he he kicked a bunch of kids out of a MIDI uh, introduction to MIDI technology class who weren't music majors, and I wasn't a music major. And uh, but he let me stay in that class. He he seemed to kind of favor me. And after that. 
performance with the with the Middle Eastern ensemble, uh-huh. he uh, was just like, ah, oh, that was really something, man. He's like, it was like if Eric Burden sang Middle Eastern music or well, something. Well, I, I was, took that as a huge compliment. Yeah, nice. And, uh, yeah, I was never asked back to the class, but <laughs> but a fantastic performance. My mom and my aunt came down and they were mortified. Your mom, um, uh, I saw her once at the Cameron House, really grooving when we shared a stage, and she, I, I saw her. I I I, I noticed her. Mm-hmm. She's singing along to all your songs, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. really, it really tickled my heart. So it tells me that your mom is super supportive of what you do, eh? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. mom uh, has one hundred percent always been yeah yes to everything. Um, I mean, you know, still, still with parental guidelines and such, but uh, yeah, but really, just you know, w- w- bottom line is whatever makes you happy, you know, and that's what that's kind of what uh, uh, the you know mantra that my nice. sister and I have nice been nice. instilled with nice. and uh, and really uh, you know it, it, that is what it's all about um if I wanted to be a garbage man she'd just be like if you're a, a happiest yeah. garbage man in the world go for it yeah if I wanted to be the uh yeah. you know this like uh okay I'm gonna like she we, we both had no idea really what I was gonna do yeah and music was just yeah. this thing that kind of naturally just kind of kept coming up kept coming into my life and it just so it's I, I guess and but sometimes I don't even think about the fact that I'm a like a musician yeah or I don't like or like a composer or something or a band leader or do you band consider leader? yourself a band leader or any no, of this stuff like no, how does that no. go I yeah. kind of consider myself like an entertainer and I do music on like like <laughs> I write jingles and stuff sometimes yeah, yeah. you know sometimes I think of it as like like uh, like it's a good thing to have it's it's and it's fun but Sometimes I feel like that there, there there could be something more, and and I, I find the older I'm getting, the more unsure of what that is. And uh, but but I I do sometimes look at this and think like, well, is this is this like a side? Uh, you know, is there is there actually something else that should be uh, you know that I should be pursuing? And like, should I be should I go to Second City and take like? I sometimes I have these like ideas of like, should I do this? Should I be doing that? Should I just go? Uh, you know, screw it and and uh, go try some stand up or something one night and you know fall on my face or something. But, but quite quite possibly, right? Like, I, and I don't think how you said you said your age earlier and I missed it. You're thirty five. Thirty five. You know, and 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 I think like I was just talking about one one of these um, this teacher that I that I know who it, later in her life has just found this like um, amazing uh, resurgence and kind of new meaning in her life and her career. Mm. And it came really like I'm. I'm not saying that in, in, oh, no, in, in, in your mid sixties, like, not a great age to in, like. In her mid sixties, no, in her mid sixties, she found like this this world in, mm. in 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 Nunavut, and she's been going up there. She's gone up there sixteen times in the last five years to to do work with with those communities, and I'm fascinated by it because to me, it's like she said she'd openly had would have moved there if she had found this like say 30 years ago right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't know like it's it's where kind of where your career takes you and mm-hmm. I, I maybe maybe it's not all figured out right inevitably it's not all figured out and that's really interesting to me that you right do you have that feeling in the back of your <laughs> yeah I yeah do. That's interesting. i sense it sometimes i'm just kind of like and you know what else funny right? the late great yeah. paul sanella god love him yeah uh he uh uh always said to me he, he was the bartender at the cameron house oh yeah for those that don't know, when we when we you know we play well we still play there, but mm-hmm. when we play there uh, when he was alive, yeah, um, and every week, uh, not every show, but a lot of, a lot of times you know I'd run up and be like as a new band and be like, 
wanting uh, reassurance. But Paul, you know, what did you think of the show? How uh, how did I do? Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty good. I I, I just I, I don't see you in music. I don't see you in music. I don't see you in music. Yeah, I don't see you in music. And I and I'd be beautiful. like, ah, okay, <laughs> thanks. thanks. That's what I was looking for, Paul. He says, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you know, but Paul was awesome yeah. like that. Paul Sonnell was the best uh, uh, guy for that because he just gave it to you just so straight. Yeah. Uh, you really had to be ready to catch it. But uh, a lot of people couldn't, and a lot of people thought he was just a prick. Okay. But, I mean, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah, get yeah. people coming back, you know, the next night. That guy, I was in I was in here last night, and that bartender was so... Yeah. It's like, it's the camera house. It's quite as fit. All the Deal. bartenders were crusty and rude back then. They were. You know, was, now things beautiful. Have, yes. uh, have, uh, are a little more civil, but... Yeah. Yeah. That that was part of the deal. and uh, But I love Paul for all that. And uh, there's a lot of people that also love Paul for all that. But it, 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 we we talked earlier, like when we had our Tangent our, our, City. our, our wonderful this, what's this steak. Podcast called Tangent it's called, City. In, no, it's called in, in, Tangent City. Industry, Tangent actually, City. this one this is a new episode. Industry Tactics. Tangent City. Tangent Don't beat City. yourself up. This is really going well. You're doing oh, really yeah. great. But uh, you, uh, you when we talked over steak, you I think this said, is why I'm having a hard time with this because yeah, you're reflecting on the steak. Well, we 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 did this. Yeah, I know, I know, we, I know, I know. We did this in real life. We did it better in real life. I know. Without microphones at the at the keg mansion, and uh, we realized memorable. we had we had never hung out. We had never right. sat down right outside of a music venue one on one right, and and just so. That's messed up. What do, you, eh? what do you do? Right. A guy that's been, you know, there for, and as I, we said, I, about 15 years. What I remarked on that was like, holy shit, Nate's not a, a clown. Because mm-hmm. we joke around a lot when we're on. Like when I yeah. sit with you in a, in a, in, when we're performing, right? Mm hmm. There's there's comedy and, and there's like, you know what I mean? And, and I it's always hard I to always, shake that. So, yeah, even, man. so even now on set break, you're performing yeah, yeah. after the show at Industry the venue. Tactics. You're still per, you're still yeah. performing. Yeah, you're performing kind of before the show, but you're not as jazz because you haven't contributed anything to the room. But you know, you, yeah, you definitely uh, get you, you you paint yourself into a corner. Sure, you know? and that was an awesome conversation that we had because I was like, holy shit, Nate Mills, like, and and we're we're digging in. We're I'm, they're I'm, just I'm, like us, and I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not trying to replicate that conversation to any stretch because I don't think that we can. But you know, like I, we're definitely going to touch on Rush. Yeah, yeah. We're, but we're definitely yeah. going to touch on like the longevity because one of the things I admire in what you do is, um, I was telling you this when 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 the band was going from a four piece when when Champagne James mm-hmm. uh, moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And it sounds it, like he and, died. Yeah, I'm trying yes. to be a politician about it. When he passed on, yes. Yeah. And when you guys, when when, when the three of you kind of carried on, I, I remember talking with mm. Jake about it, and he got really emotional just saying, like, you know, like mm. I realized how close to home that this band was to you, to you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you guys were going to carry it on and just reinvent yourselves. I've seen a beautiful, like, your new record's fucking amazing for that reason because mm. I, it feels like to me, like, a new muscle has emerged from that. You know what I mean? It's just a different thing. It just sounds completely different to me. And, and uh, I love where thank you've you. gone with it musically. It's a, it's a, an incredible production, this new record, right? Like it's... Oh, thank you. How many tracks? We're talking... It's a double, double, uh, double CD, right? Is, <laughs> yeah, 22 yeah. tracks or something like that. Wow. Something like that. You were, you were ready for a double record. Well, we had been... We had a... Ma- like when when, uh, when Champagne uh, moved on, as you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he... Uh, uh, you know, he left us with a lot of songs, like wow. with so much material that really, uh, you know, the the guy is a phenom, like a phenom. You just, yeah. you know, you can't. He is irreplaceable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we didn't replace him. <laughs> like straight up, like, right uh, You can't. Uh, you can't uh, replace a guy. And I, by no means, am am, am trying to. Right. Fill Let that, me just fill that. Yeah. Fill yeah. that hole. Yeah, and yeah, I think. Yeah, I think by yeah. or void rather. But I think. Yeah. I think uh, by doing that, you 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 are getting now this different. Yeah. Muscle, as you say, or whatever. Like there's a different. F- it's still run with the kittens, but I mean, it's it's a different flavor, and. Uh, uh, because we couldn't play a, a majority of the material, or, so, or at least make it sound any good. So right away, it was kind of like, here's a few four-piece songs that we could now pull off as a three-piece relatively okay as to not insult the people that, you know, because it, 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 that was a tough time because you had, yeah. uh, you had, you, you had uh, the idea that people were going to think, well, uh, well, it's all over, you yeah. know. Uh, you know, he's he, he, he's out of the operation. And I, like, I love playing music so much, I, I want to do it no matter what. Right. Uh, so that so you know, not doing it wasn't an option. Uh, disbanding cool. and starting another band just seemed ridiculous. Changing the name of the band, which we the three of us bickered about over uh, relentlessly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Panda Bomb. Uh, we just came up with some of like a collection of like the worst names ever. Yeah. But what's it like? Be, to be in a band for that long like i mean i i, I look Hell back rich. on like there's a <laughs> well there's a there, there's video footage of you guys like taking a, a black school bus across yeah. the country yeah sure you know well those are the glory days you know you kind of do have this you don't realize it when you're going through it and, and you don't you almost don't real. you don't really realize it when you're out of it yeah. it's the period when you're out of being out of it that you that you kind of if if that makes any sense yeah. that you kind of look back and it's like because when you're out of it you're, you're you're too soon out of it to really realize it was a thing you know what I mean yeah but when you're out of being out of it okay you know when you're when you're like twice removed from that from from that experience then you're from like it. holy shit those were the days you know like that was and I mean you know lots could happen in the future you retrofitted a van, a, 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 a a yellow school bus single handedly. With- no, yeah, my, my With friend... With different rooms so you can yeah, sleep in it? Yeah, there was two, well, four four compartments. Wow. Um, two you could kind of seal uh, with sliding doors, and then at the very back of the bus, yeah. uh, kind of an open one with two bunks. That So James oh, and I okay. slept back there. Okay. Uh, no wall or anything. Uh, up in bunks and then underneath storage. And then, and then uh, even further, there was a gear room. Just like that York dorm. Just like with, that, your dorm, right? You wanted to model it after same that dorm. bed, same. Amazing. We, we, <laughs> that's a, that's a great uh, uh, connection there. Back to that because yeah, we we slept in the exact same configuration. Neat. Well, you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. No, this is no tangent. This is all going to make sense. This is all. Good. Stay with this us. This is like stay the longest us. Seinfeld episode ever. Stay, yeah. stick with us. Mm-hmm. Can we play a, a track from like? What's your favorite track on that tune, on that uh, record <laughs> on the new record? Um, oh, I really well. Yeah, go ahead. Go I ahead. like Animal. Yeah, is a good track. Okay, I'm trying to think of. Um, yeah, Animal. That's here it comes good. now. Let's let's we're gonna cue it right up here on Industry Tactics. Here it is. Run with the kittens. Animals. Singular. <laughs> Animal 
Talk to me. What, what, t- tell me about that track. How did you make it? Uh, with uh, we went to a uh, Lincoln County social club. I think they're called. Whoa, John Dinsmore and Chris Stringer and the gang. Well, okay. basically just those two. Okay. And uh, they had a, they've moved I think since, but they had a house on Davenport. And uh, we went there, and I went in the basement. Yeah, Nigel and Jake recorded in the living room, and we there, there's there's videos. Of, oh yeah, right, right, of right. Of us doing it live, like so. What you hear on the album is actually like it's the take, it's everything that oh, you're okay. seeing in the video okay. is is the track um, on the album. I love that video. That's amazing. I didn't, of course, I didn't realize that that was the actual making of. Yeah, and you didn't go in after to make the video. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was doing it. And so we have I right think on. three videos. Uh, YouTube run with the kittens. And there's three videos of us with you know recording three songs, but Animal isn't isn't one of those songs. But that's how we did Animal okay. too. Okay. 
Right. That's okay. exactly how we did them all. Right on. We right went on. there. We recorded them. I took them back here. I produced them. And then, and by that, you know, editing and, and some overdub stuff and yada, yada. Did you like Arranging. to work that? Did you work those tunes live a lot beforehand? Those t- or, or how did that I, go? Yeah. The, the, the production uh, had nothing to do with the arrangements and such. Those were already... You know, we, we okay. a lot of these okay. songs on the uh, double album, we we'd been playing live for two years or three wow. years, wow. or yeah, well, three years, I guess, three or four years. I'm trying to think how long James wow. has been out of wow. the group, but that but that was the call for a double record because you know when we didn't have all these songs that that we used to have to play, we'd uh, you know so I started writing my ass off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so. A lot of the tunes on the double album are are just fairly, you know, because okay, we need material. Yeah. Um, some are reworked four piece songs, and uh, I mean that's about it. There's not really much in between, and um, so we just amassed all this new trio material. Right on, right on. From old demos and stuff that I had kicking around or whatever, or or uh, you know when we when we first kind of regrouped as a trio, I I kind of said I, I'd like the process to be more everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. And not just me bring in songs and and i mean you know i'll bring songs in there's they they we you know the three of us still arrange them and yeah and whatever but uh, i thought it'd be cool just to like all right let's go no idea let's create some some stuff and come up with and you know we we, we did a couple tunes like that but things kind of fell back into the to the way they work and i just started so you just, come with a it, it, it's you come with a framework yeah most yeah. most of the times that's how it goes 99 percent of the time yeah but Nigel's oh. been my, Nigel's yeah. been writing and and we yeah. we play a few of his songs and and, so. N- and Nigel added the synth around that same time like that's exactly that what happened the, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that came out of the growing there it's a great sound yeah I don't I I think I think our our thinking was that you know if we're down a member well we should get some more instruments <laughs> you know it's kind of con- like compensating one thing for another that's I thought not that really might have been the same. I thought that might have been the Rush influence with Terry. If we might right. sp- speak nice briefly segue. about Terry Brown, uh, so yeah. he mixed this record. So Terry mixed this record, and uh, he has produced co- uh, two uh, previous records for us. Which records? Uh, he produced our second record, Condos and Lofts. Yes, a and classic. The Lounge album, and he produced uh, Bangers and Mash. The, right. This the third album, uh, the kind of the more punk rocky kind of effort. And um, then we did a couple without. And yeah, you did. Um, uh, what's the Cad Gold Jr. Yeah, and with and Adam King. That yeah, I love that one. Uh, Dean Driard did uh, Myth in the Sky. Myth in the Sky is, is which a is great a little EP, record. Yeah, like a beautiful. five song thing. But it's what's the, most the first cohesive. track on on uh, Myth in the Sky? Uh, come on, Nate. Yeah, it's called. Caledonia. Here it comes now, Caledonia. Suck on this for a little bit.
Um, that that was at Caledonia. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But okay, so we were talking earlier. Um, we we just threw that in there. But we were talking That's earlier awesome. about Terry. Terry Bear. How, how did you how did you get to out of that relationship? How did that happen? Well, Cameron House. I met that sweet man. Actually, uh, yeah, Cam- Cameron House and the Drake were kind of doing some kind of anniversary thing. Okay. T- and uh, we played first at the Drake, then hopped in a cab, drove to the uh, Cameron House, and okay. we were playing at the back room of the Cameron. Terry saw us. Terry and Brown. Terry Brown happened to be there because he was kind of back in the '80s, was a part of this this, okay. this thing that we were celebrating. Okay. Damn it, if I can't remember the name. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but uh, so he saw us there and and yeah. approached us, and then uh, we agreed. And what he I, approached you like industry tactics? I just want to yeah. know what this feels like because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been playing all my life and terry brown has never come up to me i want to know what this feels like so but you're not a rush well, he geek. didn't he didn't come up to me actually per se what happened he, he, who did he come up to he uh i was talking to somebody after the show yeah and i could see that that i i didn't know terry brown i didn't know what he looked like right. i didn't i i don't really know rush all that right, well right, i'm not a giant right. rush guy um but someone came up to me and said, oh, my God, there's like a big producer in the room. And this he is awesome. saw your set and he's he's really interested in your music and he, wow. he, he'd like to work with you. And I thought, oh, my God, who, who, who could this be? Who could it be? And uh, oh, his name's Terry Brown. And oh, my, OK, uh, what's he done? What's he done? Uh, like all of Rush's catalog. And I was like, ah. <laughs> OK, all right. that That's good. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool, and I love I how you're coming it. at it from a, like a you know what I mean. You're you're just like, well, okay, well, this is what it is, and I remember. The, and I mean the, no disrespect. You know. No, I mean, no, no, Rush no, totally. Is, is we all have our, our loves, and, right? And, but it's yeah. just it's just yeah. I never identified with Rush. It yeah. wasn't so. No, no, we don't when have the to. hit with the hit maker uh, producer yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, was a Rush guy. Then there there lied my uh, not not disappointment, but just. Uh, uh, Overall, you overall only, sadness. You had only done one record. Overall sadness. You had only kidding. done one record. So, so your second record, you said, was a, was loungy. Yeah, Carlos. we we we've always had no idea. I mean, the band, quite like my life, is always huh. in fifty different directions at once, and so you know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's hard to. I, I think like a. There's people that just kind of get that and love that and think it's refreshing. Yeah. That that one that one group can pull off so many different or go in so many different directions. Yeah. Um. And not and 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 hopefully not be too sticky about it. Uh, uh. But execute it well. And then there's uh, some people that just have a hard time. Like I don't know how to I don't know how to glom onto this or I don't know how to maybe market something like this. I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what to do with this. Uh, the this music and you you admire that in, in in artists that you that you look up to like like the idea that you can't kind of shift and and just move, move around and not be you know what I mean I I love I love that I love that trait in any yeah. artist I look at my my I mean one of my biggest influences is Beck and he's constantly shifting yeah. genres and such and um, I mean I get we were talking the influences Weird Al was an influence uh, and he it's just by nature of doing parody my God. Yeah. Uh, music. Um, yeah, but I also loved when he would take a bunch of popular songs and make a medley uh, of them using his accordion, mm. and he would right. just right. and 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 I thought, well, the, uh, seeming all these different songs together too, so keeping the genre the same, but but you know, uh, so many interesting ways to to go in different directions. I always really uh, found that more interesting than just kind of uh, writing ten songs that all kind of sound similar, or at least maybe we're all written in the same headspace or in the same afternoon 
Yeah. And that set doesn't, <laughs> that set list doesn't change. Yeah. And yeah. you go out and you just hey everybody, and you play it, and yeah. the night kind of uh, you know people the night goes according to how people like that, and there's no budging. Yeah. And I like to be able to go out there, and if the crowd's one way, I like to be another way to try to steer the the, the yeah. night. You know, to try to. Yeah, your live show is very. Um, it, it, I've seen you on multiple occasions just grab that crowd and 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 really own it. I, I'm really impressed by that ability to, you know, that doesn't come easy or to to many to, to all people, right? It's it's a it's a a real skill to be able to to do that and 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 just own the stage. And I've seen you guys do it many times, but um, you ever have any, you got any stories of when that's been a challenge or when like I, I don't know, like I'm sure we all do, but like anything come to mind on that end, industry tactics wise? Um, we we've you know with James and without we've played some of the weirdest weirdest in front of the weirdest strangest audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. You know, we went to the Heronia Regional Center a few times, and and then and then and we played in a in a, a, a small living room, yeah, with a priest, yeah, like a guy in a collar, you know, a father like there yeah, for father. for a birthday kind of thing. Okay, uh, we, we've 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 played some biker festivals uh, and all all kinds of different audiences, mm-hmm. and 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 it doesn't really matter who it is and uh, i i had a, i've had a great time uh with with all of it because there's just a there should be if if you're gonna stand up there and you're gonna get in front of people and do something mm-hmm. you, you you should have a, an idea of what you're doing you should have an idea of uh you know uh point uh being is that if you're gonna get if an there, audience doesn't yeah. give you anything it's it is challenging to to uh to yeah. you know the the initial pouring of energy yeah that that's fine that's to be expected that's what you're there for you're there to kind of kick up the dust sure uh and uh but if if you're trying to if you're trying to push that elephant up the stairs after every song yeah it's just you know sometimes it's just a it's just not working yeah but those times personally for me are so rare you could probably count them on one hand, and and even when you had a bad a bad time with the crowd, uh, you know, I remember in the, in the old days, mm-hmm. uh, some some crazy people coming in off Queen and Spadina yeah. on a Tuesday night yeah. at midnight or something while we were playing, mm-hmm. and this guy came in with a pint of beer and like walked right up to me while we were playing on mm-hmm. that little stage, mm-hmm. and just took a sip, and and just like just spat it on. Whoa. Right, and I like you know, but I was in the moment, and I just kept singing and, and doing the song or whatever. Yeah. And, and then he kind of turned around and why casually went and sat back down in his seat. Jesus. And uh, yeah, we stopped the song, and I was just like, "What the hell? How was that, Dad? I can't believe you know." And I turned it into some joke or something, <laughs> and uh, and everyone laughed, and it was like okay. And yeah. uh, but I get off on diffusing situations like that sometimes or uh-huh. or having these challenges uh-huh. uh or or taking it and trying to turn it into something kind of funny that you can toss back in there yeah yeah but it's part of the show it's part right? all part of the show I mean, that's, folks. that's a golden show when that happens when kind of when, when dad comes in and spit, spits beer spits all over, beer you, all over like, your face you know like just just this withered gray dusty yep. guy yep. with a leather yep. jacket on yeah and uh you know maybe we could talk about the cameron house because yeah when you when you painted that picture for me it's mm-hmm. like that is kind of the vibe of 
And that, I mean, that's what brings us together. And that, mm-hmm. that is kind of the vibe of like... That's where I met my girlfriend. I mean, the camera happen, houses. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I attribute pretty much everything to the... I mean, I, you know, and you can keep going back and going back and going back. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of mm-hmm. contribute a lot of pretty much everything in my life (laughs) to forming a band or like at least going to York University and meeting James and and through that friendship forming a band and then with that band getting a residency at the Cameron House yeah and with that residency yeah meeting my girlfriend at a gig there yeah meeting the producer there that I later would uh, ask hey do do you know anything about the commercial world which then got me into jingles Okay. That got me out of working at the beer store. That you know, like it, it, it's it all, all it's it all, all just from there. Yeah, it's just all like being any kind of contact. It's just about doing something and going out and doing something in front of you know people and and doing it often. Is it about doing it for a long time too that makes it more rich? Like the the longer that you're doing it and, and deepening a lot of these connections. Like I, mm-hmm. we talked earlier about creativity maybe fading, but it's mm-hmm. also interesting that like the all of the relationships continue to grow and grow and grow and that's mm-hmm. that's exciting to me is like yeah why did it take us 15 years mm-hmm. to eat steak mm-hmm. and, and yeah, go a little yeah. deeper and learn a little more about each other like that's yeah. fascinating to me right like that is you know wow okay so you kind of just answered the question what's it like to be in a band i mean you just walked me back to that you, it took you long enough but you did it <laughs> oh yeah that was the initial that that, that was the, no that was the question right it's like what's wow. it like what's it like to, to to be in a band like for that long and make those and build those relationships now with mm-hmm. like nigel and jake oh nigel you know? and jake are like you know brothers and uh it's just you have we have pockets of family in midland and pockets of family in guelph and yeah and all these just fans like people that 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 really get it and that's kind of the fun part about like we were talking uh, before too yeah uh, before the mics was that uh the 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 idea that are you really putting on like how how are are we putting it but i guess the idea that you you you, you're not you're not trying to be weird right you're just being yeah and majority of people might find that weird your music's weird you guys are weird yeah and uh, and that's great. You're just being you because you want to you want to polarize people because you only want the people that get it to be to 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 to, to be there. Yeah, you know you, yeah. you there, there's something about and that's when the connection happens and that's when every show can be a great show because you know these are like-minded people that aren't afraid of a genre going from country to rock and roll in a in the you know or three three four time to a yeah. Let's, punk rock four on the floor let's uh let's play one of your tunes one of your favorite tunes let's let's look back and just uh, like over the years how many records hmm. have you done nate how many have you guys done um eight i or seven i guess with the double album okay well if doubly i mean that'd be eight hey, pick one of your uh give me one of your <laughs> of that whole catalog your, yeah one that like that that does turn the dial on like we're talking different genres we've already played animals we've already played hmm. uh, uh, uh caledonia um, I guess, uh, well, I mean, something from the lounge record would go. Be, yeah. This would... is from uh, condos and lofts. Yeah. So what, what track? <laughs> El Martino. Okay. Here Let's comes play El, that. El Mama Martino. Here it comes.
That sounded like a. It could be the soundtrack to to my next clay animated porno, Nate. <laughs> it was buttery. It Would was you license weird. the rights? Yeah, for for that, absolutely. You're a gentleman. Thank you. There'd be no license. You just have it. Thank you. You're welcome. So what 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 can you tell me about what you've learned about the music industry, industry <laughs> tactics? Like I see the way you're treating my my um, XLR cable. <laughs> and it has me m- moderately concerned, but it's fine. I'm living with it. I'm just I'm, I'm adapting. Sure why. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. I don't know why. Um, we're gonna I think get it's into in case it. I need some some like I have the slack if I need to. Oh, thank you. Okay, you're you're it's he's a, tethered. You know. But what else have you learned about the industry? I mean, from from forging relationships well, with someone like Terry Brown. Yeah, to... I don't really participate much in the music industry. I oh. mean, we don't have like we're not in like industry in terms of like a label and a. A publicist and a promoter and a yeah yeah a booker and yeah. a whole infrastructure yeah. people. I mean, yeah. we we just have a band and we love playing music and we play all over and we do shows big and small. And um, have you ever had support like that? Uh, um, the whole raft, prof- the whole list. Professionally, of no, not really. We hired a publicist once, and that yeah. was a complete waste of money. So I you recommend b- nobody do that. You, you, um, interesting. Now, you, you, you do do a monthly show at the Jimmy Jazz in Guelph, right? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, at the cam- Yeah, I'm reminding you. Sorry, I've had a long day. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little. At, at, where else? At the Cameron out. House, you do another monthly. Where else are you playing? You said Midland. Cameron Ontario. House, Where's that? Jimmy Jazz. Uh, so Cameron House, Jimmy Jazz are the two on the regular. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first Friday of every month at Guelph and the first Tuesday of every month at the Cameron House. Wow. And then uh, uh, maybe four times a year in Midland at this wonderful okay. place called Explorers Cafe. Go there, eat. It's delicious. Uh, they serve, uh, you know, dinner time. Uh, Rob Reeder and Jen Reeder are the proprietors of that establishment. Beautiful people, Good fantastic people. people. And if Shout you, you to want Rob. to talk to a guy, you, yeah. know, you want to get a guy on here. Yeah. Not just sputting about his band. But yeah. a guy that's been to the Arctic and he's yeah. uh, okay. Oh, like, ooh, this is a man. This ooh, is a man. This is a. It's a legend. It's a man. It's wow. yeah. Wow. No, and they they run this venue. Ah, uh, so I I met. See, and again, I know them. Uh, you know. Here we go. Here it is. So he uh, he he used to run this music festival called the Periwinkle Music Festival. Nice. And it was a very small backyard festival. Okay. In honor of this guy uh, who uh, passed away okay. uh, in a bus accident, and, oh, and so to cover the costs, uh, help his wife out with the medical bills, they had this festival for what him. What a great thing! And yeah. then it just kind of 
stuck and it kept going and periwinkle music festival was something that then uh we were asked to come to and play mm-hmm. uh through another bunch of circumstances and uh and i yeah and that's when i met rob reader and um well he if we first met he came to toronto and 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 saw us on a recommendation but mm-hmm. first time i sat down with him was at this festival so we ran this festival for for many years 10 plus years maybe 15 and then i decided he wanted wow. to branch out he became like this entrepreneur that got his own restaurant going called the Explorers Cafe in uh, homage to his ex- explorations all over the poles. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's uh, he's 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 an amazing guy. And um, so, uh, yeah, he's he's the, the kind of the the guy that spearheads the family up in Midland. And we played, you know, my hometown, Aurelia. We've yeah. obviously done yeah. the Brantford Indie Arts Festival. Brampton. Well, Thank we've done both. We've done the Brantford, Brantford well. and the Brampton okay. Indie Arts Festival. I and really the Bradshaw one, too. Is that right? It's You've lesser the, known. The three Bs. Yeah, the, the trifecta. I, lo- I like what, I like what, so so on on your end, like, it's it's really DIY and not, not deliberately. I'm sure if a label came along and said, like, has a label ever come along and said? No, we've never sent anything to a label and a label's never really That's really beautiful. Us. Either. That's really beautiful. There's been this mutual standoff. Uh, for... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, you have to get it done. You have to get it done. Yeah. Probably. There's been no desire. It's interesting to me, though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, 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 maybe you know, like when we had that school bus and we were yeah. full of piss and vinegar. And yeah. if the those right, were early days, if, like was that first record or? Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. Like, okay. like just after the first. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe third one. Cut a few. We were maybe a band for three years or so, four years, and, and then and then Nick, uh, a great yeah. great friend, uh, you know, took us on tour and stuff, and he did great. He managed the band, you know. When he was managing the band, we never yeah. spent so much money, but we never made so much either. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, he took us all over in that bus, and it was it was it, it was a real thing. It, it's something that kind of like uh, solidified uh, like our cult, uh, you know, yeah, presence kind of yeah. thing, like yeah. just this. Oh, this band! Like you hear, oh, the guys with the bus, or the guys with the. Now it's the bus hasn't been around for so long that we're no longer the guys with the bus. Yeah, we're the cool guys in the minivan now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, priority shift. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to live out of a suitcase or a hotel or. I we don't know. We talked about that. And people, you, know? you, you can go across this country till you're blue in the face and. And uh, I just don't, I just don't know when the payoff is, and uh, right. I, I, I don't right. know. I no, just, I, and I think that's legit. Like, people I, come I'm, from all over the country to play Toronto. Yeah. Why the hell am I getting out of town? You know, why don't I wow. just, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I buy that. I and, moved to, from Aurelia to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. To, well, I mean, I would go back to Aurelia. You know, they have a venue and play. I have, we've done that. But. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just I don't, I don't. There's, there's just not really a huge desire. We do these little things. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'd go on the road for a week or something like that, but yep. uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated. I, I, by I just that, don't Nate. really, need, and that's not the kind of me, uh, you know, holding anybody down there. Like all three of us are just kind of in the same space. You're like, down with the model you have cooking, and and it's cooking. Like I think yeah. it's to we, me, it's yeah. I I really admire that. I think, and I and I've said this time and time again. I I don't think touring is the most creative of pursuits. And I see you living a very creative, a, fulfilling life, and that's the main thing, right? A, you're like, not I, getting paid to play when you're on tour, right? Yeah, you're getting paid for yeah, all yeah. of the in between, all of the waiting, all of the, you know, just just all the shitty food. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's just that's kind of what you're getting paid for. The playing is the part that's fun. That's uh-huh. the that's the part that you you know that that you shouldn't uh, feel you're getting paid to do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
and no apology for this. I think it's a decision. No, I think it's like there's no real apology. You know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's. Well, I, 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 it really frustrates people. People uh, bang yeah. their head against the wall. There's you guys, you're great, and and I'm really I don't mean to sound egotistical, yeah, but yeah, people yeah. say you know you guys are really great, and just I can't believe you you're not the Rolling Stones, or I can't believe, uh, you know they're not millionaires and, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And yeah, is touring um, uh, more I'm of sorry. a? Tell me this: is do you think touring is more of a status thing? Like I don't, sometimes I think about touring, and I think it becomes more about putting like 16, 33 dates. With cities, you yeah. know, you could just the make a poster. The, yeah, you could just make a poster. <laughs> yeah, I should just make a tour poster. Just um, and and literally pretend. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, what is it? Is it more status or can, is it you connection? Can, you like can, you're you're connecting with people all the time through your music. You right? can play 300 shows a year in your in one town or one Amen. city, and nobody gives a shit. If you <laughs> play 13 shows in two weeks from here to BC and back, well, holy shit, they went on tour. Wow, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think there is that kind of like, well, obviously. Obviously, this is a hardworking band. They really must want it. They because they're going on tour, you know. They're on uh, they're on tour, so they must really want this more than the band that's not going on tour. And that logic is just, it's. It, I guess it's true because that's the those are the hoops you I guess have to jump through if you want to be major label Nickelback or whatever. You got to be yeah this band, and they they did it. God love them. Nickelback got a lot of respect for those guys. They uh, you know toured this country selling yeah. CDs. Yeah yeah, yeah ad yeah. nauseum. Yeah, yeah. and um, I do admire that. Like there's, don't get me wrong, I do admire like a, a band like a band that works hard is a band that works hard. Whether you're whether you're touring and spreading like Nutella or whether you're to focus like a like a what are we doing? Are, are we are, are we are we writing music here or? Are are we traveling salesmen? Like, what's what do we want to be? I Whoa. like I like to create a lot of output, a lot of music. Wow, that's hard work. That's just as hard, I would say, as getting in a van and going to BC and back and only playing twelve songs over and over again. Right. So nice. Nice. They're, they're, to, to to me, one isn't necessarily greater than the other. It's it's just what what do you yeah. want to do with your time? Yeah, and and it and it's how do you want to slice the creativity and the energy? And I, I mean like. When I learned uh, talking about Ronaldo and the Loaf earlier, that mm. those guys had never played a live show. Yeah, they played one live show in uh, in forty fifty years, and I look at that and I go, "That's they're oozing creativity, man. Yeah. It's just a different way of doing it." And, and I, I must have questioned them like four times, going, "Why didn't you ever play live? Like, because mm. we know that live music is is part of connecting with people and yada yada yada. yada. Best, but yeah. but in a way." Mm-hmm. No, like in a way, I totally can relate to that. In in like, there's a part of me that's going. I'm most creative when I'm alone in a basement, naked in my parents' basement, or making music. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, and 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 why not yeah. go back to that kind of frame, that kind of mindset, and 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 create. Right? Yeah. Like it doesn't. I find I'm most creative when I'm busy being creative. When I stop creating something, the sure. the. Uh, spark or or the the initiative to do so really is harder to come by or it's just a little dimmer or something but when i uh create uh you know and that's the idea so Hmm. if you don't you know they say you gotta go on tour to make money to to be in a band Hmm. and or else you're just you know working at a diner and you're in a band yeah um but i've been fortunate enough through the band (laughs) 
Yeah. Right? So I didn't have to tour to get my livelihood, per se. Uh-huh. I created a band, and I got I, I created a livelihood through that. So I'm a commercial whore, and I do songs for Nike and, yeah. you know, these, yeah. these corporations. But, you know, we're not 16 anymore. They're selling out. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So Go ahead. W- what are you wearing, you yeah. know? Like, what, what do you drive? I mean, it's all, all this money is tied up in uh, in yeah. the same it, it it's money's like water you know what i mean it's all it, it it's it's all going through the system it's all like you know what i mean yeah i don't know i sound like, like all flaked out but yeah but basically uh, whether you get your money from an independent resource or uh or a commercial resource or yeah. uh, some you know guy at a bar in calgary who booked you what 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 does it matter like what's the you know and so, anyway, I get to flex my musical muscle all mm-hmm. the time, writing mm-hmm. different genres, which I love to do, mm-hmm. and I do it for commercials. It's a great uh, outlet for that, mm-hmm. and um, and at the same time, I can still play live in front, and and because, you know, you, well, you're kind of preserving what you love most about what you do, which is yeah, which the, is the, the perf- which is the thing, performing. Right? But really, they both work in beautiful tandem with each other because there's nothing better than creating something here alone bringing it to the guys and then being able to unleash it into the, the world as a real thing hmm. and then go further and record it on an album and then somebody takes it home and that's and they don't, it's, a, it's a real real thing I, yeah. and yeah. it's something that people put on when they are upset or when they're jogging or whatever and it's like they can you know that becomes a part of them what kind of. uh, what's next for you where, where are you going to go with all, all this idea probably going to start a podcast <laughs> nice. No, we don't. This is not creative. Uh, one of that was because I was going to ask you, like, wh- you know what? We're living in some dark times right now. Oh, so what's what's rich, the rich, you know? Like, I just wrote it in my book today, saying something like, "What's the music that you want to make now? Now that the fucking world's upside down, right? Like, what is the uh, you know?" That was kind of the the prediction, right? That well, yeah. at least we're going to get a, a whole lot of great music yeah, yeah, out of yeah. out of this mess. And. Uh, I don't, I, you're digesting. I, 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 well, I've never used. Yeah. Okay. Po- like, uh, well, that's not true. I just yeah, don't, I don't, true. I don't need, I don't need things to be in total chaos or disarray to, to create something. Yeah. Uh, some yeah. people need that temperature. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I kind of prefer I creating, you know, yeah. in a, uh, you know, but in a beautiful world, <laughs> kinda. I mean, yeah. uh, I I don't know. It's just a mess. I I, I honestly I, I have a hard time uh, kind of thinking about it. And every yeah. day you hear yeah, yeah. just some more unbelievable, like atrocious things that you just go, oh, that's that's another uh, uh, ten fifteen years we're going back. Oh, and there's another five years we're yeah. rolling back. And yeah. it's just there's just yeah. so much like, yeah. Uh, the justification for for just hating people now is like uh, yeah it's kind of fucked it's it's just awful well i just thought i did think that though i thought so, like what's uh, what is your musical i don't do i'm not gonna write a, a project on september yeah. 11th i wrote a song yeah. i remember yeah. being in university and yeah. i had newspapers all over, scattered all over my room of like the yeah. all this stuff and i was just couldn't believe it and uh and I put, I don't know if I thought I was Bob Dylan or what, but I put pen to paper, yeah, you know, the yeah, newspaper, yeah. so romantic. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> I thought I could at least go to the bathroom on them, if, if anything. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I started writing uh, this uh, song, uh, Osama bin Laden, how'd you get so rotten? Is it true that you did what they said you do? Oh, we Anyway, it goes whoa, on. Whoa. We could play it. You have it? Yeah. 
All right. It's an old recording though. Same quality as like Yala. All right. Why not? We're gonna we're gonna end. We on can that. Admit it. We're gonna end on that. A little a little a little moment of uh, Nate reflecting uh, from September 11th. What a terrible ending. No. Yeah. Or would you rather end on? Uh, let's no. Let's let's end on uh, let's end on a, on a happy uh, note. Let's end on a happy note. Here it comes now. <laughs> something a little more cheerful from the from the rum. Can I play kittens, something that isn't rum with the kid? Can I just yeah. play like a like yeah. a Nate Mills yeah dem- like thing? Yeah. Here it comes now. A little Nate Mills thing. This to is end so it. new and untitled, and it's debuting uh, oh, wow. uh, really? right now. On on this on this program yeah. what's it called it doesn't even have a name um no no what do you want to call it um we're gonna call it um what's a beautiful thing that came up in this uh something with rama on the end of it rama rama <laughs> the year comes song's now. called rama 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 nate, rama our boy nate mills thank you for uh for for walking us through this uh in- interesting conversation what has it been we're 59 minutes in, Nate. Wow. Okay. Okay. Be proud. I, of I got comfy. I had a rough start. Be I, proud of this. Yeah. This is so unnatural. It's so uncomfortable. And I thought I would be fine, but I think I just, I don't know what it is. And there is technically nobody listening right now. I know. It's not like it's radio or something, but there's this perception that some like people are going to listen to this and it just warps the way that. You want to present yourself in the way that you think you're presenting yourself. Oh. It's such a, like, I'm so, so inside my head for the first half of this. Oh, kind of am still. Yeah, no, I know. I see it. It's I so weird. It. And, it, it, and it's kind of Not the antithesis you. of what people would think of yeah, me. Yeah, no, totally. Which is like, totally. Blah, and I'm actually, like, kind of. L- gentle listeners, gentle <laughs> listeners, let's, let's lift him up. Tweet at Hello. Industry Tactics. Let's lift him up. Let's lift him up. All right? Nate Mills, we love you. Love you, Rich. We're outside thank of your head you. now. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for making no, time. I, got cut. When, I think if you do something long enough, it, you do just kind of forget that you're holding the mic or whatever. Right? Yeah. It becomes more natural. Or you maybe just get better at being the mask. I don't know. Uh, we're going to eat steak soon and, <laughs> and be normal humans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Put on the milk. Here it comes now. Rama Rama.
What a piece of music. That was Nate Mills' uh, solo piece entitled Rama Rama. Thanks again, Nate, for making time for the podcast. If you want to hear all of the other podcasts, check us out on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking. It's at Industry Tactics. Please let us know what you're thinking. Should we do 30 more? That was episode 30. I should think so because we're having a great time. Uh, talking with all kinds of outsider weirdo musicians that I know and love and respect. And uh, okay, well, uh, if you want to check us out in virtual reality, go to my uh, my YouTube page. I had a nice little chat. You could see the room that we recorded that last uh, podcast in with Nate. You could be in his living room with, with Nate and I. Doesn't that sound fun? Go to it. Find it on YouTube or look up Industry Tactics on Facebook and you'll find all the virtual reality fun. My talks with Ron Lee Tepper, the last thing we did with the Koto, you can hear you can hear and see that in VR as well with Jessica Stewart or what about the thumb piano ticklings of Laura Barrett? Get in there, get the goggles, get the 3D goggles, put them on, immerse yourselves and we'll see you again. Goodbye.